Looks like the pandemic wasn't the only reason for the numerous delays. So Morbius is directed by Daniel Espinosa and it was written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless and stars Jared Leto, Matt Smith, Adria Arjona, Jared Harris, Al Madrigal, and Tyrese Gibson. Dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others from suffering the same fate, Dr. Michael Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. What at first appears to be a radical success soon reveals itself to be a remedy potentially worse than a disease. Hey everyone, welcome back to another review and everyone's most anticipated film of the year, obviously. Morbius has hit theaters. It hit theaters here a few days ago. Hit theaters pretty much everywhere by now. Kind of, they kind of dropped it everywhere at once. It's always the best thing to do. This movie's release has been met with a lot of not good reactions, shall we leave it, has a very poor Rotten Tomato score, and has been spoiled openly by the studio and the director, Daniel Espinosa, himself. And because of that, my int- interest with this movie has just radically declined over the past few weeks, to the point where I actually decided to wait a few days to go see it, when I could have gone to see this a few days ago, because I was so disinterested. But being a Sony Spider-Man movie, I had to go see to see the Spider-Man connections to go see if maybe I could have a good time with this because people were trashing Venom, not to this level, but you know I wanted to go see for myself how it went because I have been morbidly interested in this movie even though the trailers have been pretty bland. Starting right off with Morbius, by the way, this is going to be a spoiler-free review for the most part. I will mention a bit when I do want to get into some spoilers towards the end, but this will be mostly a spoiler-free review. And let's start off with what you've probably heard, and this is a really bad film. Now, I'm not going to say this is one of the worst comic book films ever made, but it is certainly not a good movie, and it's certainly a bad movie. And I found it to be a pretty, an incredibly frustrating and also just unpleasant experience for the most part. This movie is unbelievably generic and remarkably unremarkable it is easily the most forgettable comic book movie released since like the the early 2010s it's not quite as bad and just completely broken as safe pad four stick but this movie does feel pretty broken in its own ways too which i'll get into so let's go with some positives at the beginning to try and set a positive stage here i think matt smith for the most part i think hams it up, chews up the scenery, and, you know, that's fun. He's definitely noticeable. He's definitely the most memorable thing about the movie. The villain character, though, which we're already getting to the negatives because I cannot mention a single positive with this movie without just transitioning very smoothly into a big negative. The villain character in this movie, the character of Milo that he portrays, is so inconsistent. He His villain motivations escalate so quickly, and it's just so choppily in there and it feels like there's missing scenes with him where we could have gotten more attached to his character or understood why his motivations just got exaggerated to a new level it just made no sense and i'll get into this a bit later jared leto as michael morbius is fine i think that his performance for everything the movie requires is okay but the character of dr michael morbius is such a one-note and uninteresting character in this movie 
And whenever you have a comic book movie, I think the first thing that you need to get right is your lead character. For example, with the Venom movies, although they're not great movies by any means, we like Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock and Venom because that we get we just we enjoy those movies. When it comes to this movie, I can't really say I like Michael Morbius, and I think that's a big problem. And the thing is, his personality is just so inconsistent. He has scenes where he's trying to be funny and quippy, but it, he feels too stoic to be that. And other times, he's being he's taking himself way too seriously. And the movie in general is just taking itself way too seriously, especially in like the opening 30 minutes. But probably the biggest praise I can give this movie is that I feel like some of the visuals are kind of cool. Like some of the way his powers are visualized, like the quick, you know, like teleportation or quick speed they show, I think it's very unique to this movie. It looks kind of cool. It's kind of a blend between, say, a visual, the Flash and Quicksilver in a weird way. And some of the action is kind of cool when you can tell what's going on. And now let's get on to the negatives. The storytelling in this movie is pretty horrendous. This film is paced way too quickly. I think that this movie just has... It's just... We'll get back to the storytelling in a minute, but it's just... The movie is rushing through everything so quickly that this movie feels like the Cliff's Notes version of the actual plot points that they had down when they were outlining this movie. I think in general, on paper, if you had seen what this movie was going to be. I think it'd be like, all right, that sounds okay. But the way it's done, it feels like they're just trying to hit the plot points. And in between that, there should be development. And all of that felt like it was just chopped up over the past two and a half years or so in editing. And because that, it just felt like such a hollow and empty experience while being really bad, like genuinely at other points. There is absolutely no story flow in this movie. And that leads to there being no tension. This movie has some of the worst editing I've seen in a big budget movie in years. Maybe since Fan Stick, which is awkward because that was also a comic book movie. There's so many scenes which just feel disjointed. You can tell like there's so many times in the middle of a scene where it was just cut and it just didn't really feel like there needs to be a cut from the character doing one thing to another. And it just didn't really feel natural. Like you could have just had the character doing something that led to that instead of just cutting between him you know, getting a needle injected into him and him already putting on his shirt. Like, it just felt like there were so many really awkward cuts. But more importantly, the movie just felt like it was chopped up. Like, there's missing scenes that we can see in the trailer, and there's no depth, and all the characters are so one-note. They felt like archetypes that you would use to build a character up. But this movie, they just put those in there. Like, you've got the friendly, helpful doctor, and you've got, you know, the main hero who's sort of an anti-hero, almost feels like Venom in a weird way. And there's even the look-alike villain, the very similar villain to our main hero with the Matt Smith's character, which I won't spoil exactly where that goes. But it just feels like we're just rushing, we're just running through the plot. But it also feels like we're not, we're running through it, we're constantly tripping over, and we're just missing, like, I don't know, it almost feels like part of the movie is just disappearing. Like, there's sequences where characters say they're going to do something, and instead of showing this as this big event, it just narrates over it and montages over it like it's some small thing, which I think is kind of bizarre. It kind of reminded me of Captain America the First Avenger in that way, although this is admittedly like not even half as praiseable as that movie. And the sad part is the movie gets worse as it goes along. I think the first 20 or 30 minutes or so started out fine, 
But as it goes along, it just completely just goes off the rails in terms of filmmaking, editing, visuals. And speaking of the visuals now, they just get overwhelming towards the end. Like, you cannot tell what is going on because they're trying so hard to cut this movie up to be PG-13, hide the blood, hide the, you know, the the slashing. And because of that, it's hard to find enjoyment from the later action. There's one towards the beginning, which was kind of cool, although it was very hilarious when Morbius literally scratched someone, of course, across the neck, and you should see blood just spilling out, but instead you just hear the sound of it and him choking, but nothing's is coming out, which was a really funny scene, unintentionally, of course. The movie gets worse as it goes, and the ending of this film is can barely even be considered an ending. Like because it, the movie doesn't even feel like a movie because there's no resolution and it ends like halfway through the falling action. And because that is just such a very awkward way to wrap up this movie. And that's kind of attributed to the entire movie. It's just a very awkward way to tell the story. It's just very choppy. It's incoherent for like half the film. And it just it's just bizarre that a studio, big budget studio film can end up being this much of a mess, this much of a shell of what the movie should have been because this almost feels like a two hour, 20 minute movie that was like, had like 40 minutes cut. And I feel like that's exactly what it was because they realized they didn't have a very good movie on their hand. And I think by that, they somehow managed to make it worse. And I will say this, if you're not enjoying it, I certainly wasn't enjoying it. It's a quick-paced movie. It's a short movie. And it'll get over quick. So I guess that's another positive this movie can be given. Now let's talk about what the internet has been going on and on about over the past week. The Spider-Man connections. The Spider-Man connections in this movie are absolutely nonsensical and make no sense. The, the connections, I will say, are pretty scarce. But. If you've heard reports that they've been completely removed, that's a complete lie. They are still in here. The fact, like, you've probably heard that, oh, well, this scene was removed, this scene was removed. Some of them are, but if you've heard that they've completely gotten rid of them, I'm here to tell you that's just not true. If you want to go see this movie for the Spider-Man connections, they are there. There's even some very subtle references to comics outside of Spider-Man, which I thought was interesting, and they were allowed to put in there. But if you're going into this looking for it to be, like, Spider-Man reference story, Spider-Man reference plot point. You're not going to get that. But there are they are there are some still in here, particularly in the post-credit scenes. But just because they're in there doesn't mean they're good. And this movie has some of the worst post-credit scenes ever. Because well, firstly, they're once again terribly edited. I cannot get over how badly edited this movie was. And by the way, this movie even this even rips off a much better comic book movie's score. Batman Begins. Like, there's tracks from this movie that are straight out of Batman Begins, and it's so ironic because they're in scenes which are also so reminiscent of Batman Begins. Like, there's one scene in Batman Begins where Bruce Wayne goes down the cave, and then he just accepts the bats, and they kind of dawn on him. There's a very, very similar scene in this movie in the exact same music plays, and it was uncanny. I saw exactly what they were doing there, but I hated the way the post credit scenes were done because they were just so stitched together. It felt like two the the actors were filmed separately, especially in the the second post credit scene. And it felt like they were just put together in editing, and they never even showed a wide shot of the two. And even one of the actors weren't even there because they were wearing a mask. And it was just so weirdly done. And I actually found it pretty funny the way it was executed. But you're gonna have to go see for yourself. I don't think I could explain it on here. 
But I think the main problems with the post-credit scene line are that it just has it, it's just inconsistent in every way. The logic of the post-credit scenes are inconsistent with another movie, with another comic book movie released by Sony recently. I sure, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you've heard about it because the director himself has spoiled it. And the other post-credit scene is in, has inconsistent characterization with what we know about the character of Morbius because he is one, in one of the post-credit scenes. And the way they use him in that scene doesn't make sense with where, where his character goes in the movie. And also, there is a cameo appearance which has been shown in the trailers i'm not going to talk about in case you don't know that character doesn't even act like what he should and he just completely passes off what should be a big event so it was just felt very unnatural in that sense so overall guys morbius didn't do it and it completely messed up what could have been a movie about a very interesting and unique character inside of the marvel universe it while has some okay passable performances and some cool visuals, it just it is a completely disjointed lack of narrative flow. It doesn't have any sense of momentum or tension to the point where there are scenes that you can tell are missing and because that everything about the movie is so one note and underdeveloped from the characters to the story or even Morbius' powers that are barely ever gone into. Because of that, this was a very... Big missed opportunity from Sony, but it's honestly exactly what I expected. And if, you, if you've heard this movie's pretty trashy, it doesn't really feel like a comic book movie that belongs in today's world of comic book films, that's exactly what it is. And it really does feel like we're taking a major step back with this movie, while the, this genre has evolved so much, and that's majorly disappointing. I'm going to give Morbius a D. And if you're a fan of the Michael Morbius character, or you're a fan of Marvel movies, you like Spider-Man, you want to see the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters continue, this movie will do nothing but anger you or at least frustrate you. And you might leave not disliking it as much as me, but you will forget it within a week. And this is one that you absolutely should just skip. And honestly, no one's going to think about it after like Wednesday. So you won't be, you won't, you won't even be like experiencing any fear of missing out like you will experience none of that so with that said thank you guys so much for listening to this review make sure to come back in a few days for my breakdown of moon knight episode 2 as soon as it comes out if you want more marvel content as well as come back next week for my review of sonic the hedgehog 2 and then come back the week after for when i finally get to talk about the wizarding world a franchise i've been waiting years to talk about with fantastic these secrets of dumbledore coming out i can finally do that so if you're looking forward to all that make sure to follow the podcast wherever you're listening Share this review with your friends if you think they'll enjoy. Catch you all next time. Bye-bye.